Hello, everyone. This is the Ancient Wisdom of the Feminine, and I'm Patrice Lang. I'm going to be your moderator tonight. We have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Candace Brownbeer. She's the mother of two grown children and two teenagers, which she says is her most important role in life. She loves helping people, and for the last 24 years, she's been a certified nutritionist, herbalist, family counselor, writer, and health activist. She's a metis, which means she's of mixed ancestry of Scottish, Cree, and Ojibwe, and she's walked the old ways of her people for 20 years. She loves to drum and sing and pour sweat lodge and carries the sacred pipe for her people. She's married to a medicine man who walks the red road with her. She loves the plants, animals, and elementals, and she'll be publishing her first book in 2015. We also have Magdala Ramirez, who's an incredible leader, teacher, and healer from the Mexica Maya. She's the founder of many ceremonies, including moon dance, priestess, 13 hours of drumming, and many more, as well as the executive director of Sacred Woman, a nonprofit. Her work continues to touch the hearts of many and transform their lives through the teachings that she brings forth. Welcome, Magdala and um, Grandmother Brown Bear. How are you? I'm well. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi. how are you? How are you, Candace? I'm doing well, very well. Yeah, I'm really happy to be on your radio show again. This is exciting. Hi. Good. Well, we love you. So many good things. Yeah, I love you too. (laughs) Tell me, how is everything? You have been working in so many things, and um, (laughs) tell me what you have been working about. Well, I'd really love to share with the sisters um, that we have a beautiful sister up here in Canada. Her name is Sylvia McAdam, and she is a writer. Um, She's a teacher, a lawyer, uh, but also walks in the old ways of her people, her ancestors. And she's just come out with a book that I received a week ago and has been so informative and eye-opening for me. Um, This sister is Cree, and this book is called Nationhood Interrupted, and it's about revitalizing the the sacred laws of the Cree uh, nation. And what's really exciting is the role of the women. And this is coming out um, in her book of the role of what she calls in, in Cree, I don't know how to pronounce it, but the warrior clan mothers and the role that we mm. had, always had. And it, what's really beautiful is this book, a book like this has never been written because these laws were always oral. But her elders, her, her parents said that it was time this book needed to be put together uh, so people could understand and re-remember that these laws existed and, again, the role of the women. So it's really exciting, and um, she's been doing a lot of speaking herself, so I'm really excited to, to learn this information. I would love to have her here in the radio. If you can contact her and me together, I that will be beautiful. I would love to do that because she's been on a lot of radio shows just the past two weeks, and she's been on the TV and uh, different things. So I don't know if you've heard of the movement up here. It started two years ago called Idle No More. Um, oh, it was yes. actually 
Yeah, it was actually started by her and uh, two other Cree women and uh, non-Native women, and, uh, but she was the original founder of Idle No More. And so we become friends. And as I say, this new book, the timing um, is just beautiful because her great-grandmother was one of the last clan mothers. And uh, so, as I say, oh, she carried many teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I was looking for her. Isn't that a perfect you? synchronicity? Yes. Okay. I have been well, looking I for have her. her you know, yes. Yes. Uh, we are planning to have a very beautiful gathering of the leaders of the feminine from everywhere in the world. Wow. Okay. And uh, I wish you can come too. But yeah. um, what we're trying to do, yes, there is so much that we have passed on oral tradition and um, our ways of living uh, has been holding for the women everywhere in the world. And there is so many beautiful sisters like um, this in Mexico too. The ways of the mother, the ways of the feminine has been passed on for many generations. Daughters, you know, grandmothers to daughters and granddaughters and until the time to speak. And so it is in many other places everywhere in the world. So we do share the same teachings about the feminine. And this is just so beautiful, what it is happening. And that Mm. gathering is going to take place in October. So right now we are preparing to bring everything forward. You can check us in Facebook. um, And we're going to be talking more about this gathering and uh, yes, there is this warrior side of the feminine that it needs to come forward. Well, and, and, uh, and you know you know what's interesting with this book and she talks about these laws. Uh, one of the laws uh, was saying that when we see an injustice, you know, whether it's to the earth or something, that it is our responsibility to speak up. And what's interesting about that is the reason I don't know more got started was because of a bill called Bill C-45 that Sylvia saw that had to do with our water, which, again, is connected to the feminine, to the women. And so that's, I mean, she didn't plan on starting this movement. It just sort of happened, but she realized she had to say something because uh, the government wants to, uh, you know, do whatever they want with the water. There won't be any regulations as far as, you know, dumping and different things. And so it really ties into um, the knowledge that she carries and that, you know, according to our laws, she stood up and that's what she needed to do as a woman because of our connection to the water. So it's it's interesting how that was all mm-hmm. tied together. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is beautiful. But you see, yes, let's talk about that warrior woman that needs to come forward everywhere in the world. You know, this, this woman that she does recognize who she is and every time that she sees something that it is not in that divine order, she needs to stand up and say it. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know in my own journey, um, it has been in regards to health and our access to natural medicines, i.e. whether herbs or vitamins. And I started to see that access being taken away from us um, from up here. It's called Health Canada. In the States, it's called the FDA. So that's where my activism has come in, is educating people about what is going on um, and even going so far as I went to Ottawa two years ago to lobby our government um, because I'd started a petition 
because, uh, as I say, you know, these herbs we have used for thousands of years and the government really shouldn't be regulating them nor taking them away. And this is what's happening up here in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is like happening everywhere in the world and I really appreciate your work doing this. Mm, you see, you. where is this part of the feminine that she's afraid to speak? I mean I was yeah. talking to this very beautiful grandmother. She's eighty four and she's an archaeologist and we were talking ex- exactly about this situation, why the woman just don't say anything. What happened to her? I think that programming um in, in many places everywhere in the world really remove this power of the feminine to for her to be able to just speak and say what she was feeling and what she was seeing and so right. suddenly the women are so afraid to be judged or they are so afraid of being punished because at very very early age that yes. um rejection every time that she speaks um happens to her and then here comes the great mother and the ways of the feminine and the mother is speaking out loud and so many 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 sisters from everywhere in the world are listening to her at the same time that we are having this incredible force from the multiverse and coming directly to our beautiful planet and creating this new encounter, you know, a lot of the wisdom that it was forgotten, now people is remembering. And at the same time that people are being faced about, should I speak? Thus it is an activist within myself. What is this part of activism? I mean, activism means that getting active. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like really, okay, what you're going to do about it? There is so many things going on everywhere in the world and what we are going to do about it and how do can bring all these things together. So how do you feel, my sisters? Well, again, I do feel that it, it is our time. I mean, the prophecies have said this uh, for many years, that we're at this crux and it's going to be up to us, to the women, to stand up in whatever role it might be um, and that our voices really must be heard. Um, You know, I think I may have shared in our last talk with my father who always said if we don't have the voices of the women, then we're missing 50%. And, And I take it beyond that because in reading this book, it's really opened my eyes that in our culture, the women were who people went to. And what Sylvia expresses was there was always nine women, um, particularly seven that would do ceremony. And if there was a serious issue, they would bring these other two two clan mothers or warrior women in. But everything was went through the women, um, even so far as if there was going to be war or peace, it was decided by the women. And so what I learned, too, was um, I'm sure you've heard of sun dances. Now, I've attended many uh, that have been mostly always run by men and and women dancers but what i learned was we had sun dances that were run just by women and it was the only people that danced were the women and this is where sylvia comes in because she comes from that lineage and um it's just so beautiful to to learn that because as i say usually it's just been men right um so it's um so yeah it is time and and i know one thing i often say to women is is about learning to become fearless 
and not to become fearful, right? And when you stand in your power and know that, well, it's like an elder said to me the other day, he said, we must learn to walk in our truth. And he said, when you walk in the truth, you say what must be said, and that's it, because you're walking in the truth. And that ties into what Sylvia talks about, these laws, which are creator's law or God's law, if you want to call them, um, that are sacred laws that our people have had since the very beginning. And so they made, oh, yeah. they weren't written down. They were just known. We just knew that, okay, and if you broke a law, well, there was a consequence. And they were saying how when the first Europeans came here, they were just amazed at how peaceful our people were and that there wasn't criminals. Well, of course, we didn't have jails. Um, you know, if something happened, it was dealt with. And, um, and that's the misconception, I think, with Aboriginal people uh, that people will say, oh, they were savages, oh, they were uncivilized. And I correct people, I, I've done just the past week a couple of times, uh, saying, no, our people were very civilized and very organized, and we had laws um, and all these things in place. And then that role of the women was just so big. It was just so big. And, and so it doesn't surprise me, you know, you look the last hundred years of where we are today, how the earth has been hurt, um, you know, and abused, and the women being abused and murdered um, because they're not being respected as, as they once were. So I think that there's a, I've been told there's a lot of men out there waiting. They are waiting for us to stand up, you know, um, and understanding that it well, will be up to us, you know. We will not allow them to wait no more. You're right. <laughs> we yeah, are yeah, you're right. standing. You're right. I mean, yes, we are moon dancers, and we have moon dance in Arkansas. Even Patrice is a nine-year moon dancer. Wow. And, yeah, that's the time where... You do face your fears. You do face who you are. You do awake that sacredness within yourself. Being a moon dancer, that it is what it is all about. Stand up and bring that sisterhood together yes. and say whatever you need to say because that's why you you understand this about yourself in moon dance. We're having our next moon dance in June. Maybe you can come, Candace. Um, it we'll is. See. I have my daughter's wedding in June, but you never know. But maybe the gathering in October, you know, that might be more doable for me. We'll yeah. see. We'll see, right? I always say it's. Well, um, I always say to people, if you're meant to be wherever, especially when it is in regard to ceremony and spirit, um, yeah. everything will open for you to be there, right? So. Yeah, and and I think that this is a situation over everywhere in the world. I mean, we have. Absolutely. About 3,000 um, listeners right now, and it is growing. And most of the people is from everywhere in the world. Um, yes. And the thing in here is that a lot of the ceremonies that we know, everything is about the male. But you see, the part of the feminine, the part of that warrior woman that she has been right there doing her work and then just not you know, take it completely for granted, not even know. People don't True. even know about the warrior women. And right. in our tribe, we have, we hold those teachings. They were not banished, and we didn't lose that warrior woman. We have Ixchel, we have Sitlalmina, we have the Adelitas, we have so many women in our culture that, it has been passed on generation to generation, all this incredible force of the warrior woman, you know. Right. Um, and right. that warrior woman, 
and even our ceremonies, you know, even in this in this country, yes, it's much more known. Sundance, run it by men, right. and all these things, but moon dance is not even known. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it didn't exist, you know. That's it right. doesn't mean that it's just that they don't take, um, they don't mm-hmm. even talk about the feminine, you know. And for me, the one True. who has been holding all the feathers, it has been the women. They are yes. incredible mothers. They mm-hmm. hold it together no matter what because of their family. I mean, they are, women are the most incredible warriors that have ever existed. They are willing, they have been raped, they have been punished, they have been doing all kinds of things. And if you ask her, what do you want? They want to go back to love. They want to love again. Oh my God, you need to be a huge warrior, you know, just to realize I want to love again because this is who I am. So, yeah, let's talk about this warrior woman, you know. It's very much known. There are many beautiful warrior men everywhere, like you said, waiting, but they shouldn't be waiting because here we are. We have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> and right. and this is our voice, you know. And let's talk about these warrior women those ones that they are able to stand up and say it. I mean, mm-hmm. we have passed through many bottles mm-hmm. everywhere, and we pass through those bottles sometimes in a regular basic. Mm-hmm. You know, there is so many things that has happening in the story of the feminine that mm-hmm. we can relate absolutely because looks like the story of this planet, this beautiful planet, is the story of all of us women. It is, it is. And still, like the mother, you know, the earth mother being hurt, you still find the way to nurture. Absolutely. What a warrior, no? Yes. And I, I was just reflecting from our last talk when you were sharing uh, what it is like down there for you and your people and how the woman is, you know, the feminine is, is honored and sacred. And what I realize has happened up here is, um, from what the stories I've been told, was when the Europeans, particularly the British, um, took over and put our people on reserves and things, they went after the women first. And I was told stories where they burned their bundles and, you know, took down their moon lodges and all these different things. And then you have that, and then you have up here, uh, we had for 75 years, we had something called residential schools where they took the young children, uh, usually the age of six, and they would yes, spend some time, that 10 was years. horrible. Yeah. yeah, so what happened, and I was explaining this yesterday too, um, is you have, so what's happened up here is you have a gap, a gap of where knowledge and wisdom and language was taken away. Now that's what makes Sylvia very unique because neither of her parents or her grandparents ever went to those schools, which is rare. So they still carry that knowledge and wisdom. Um, yet I see a lot of young people, uh, well, First Nations people in general, that, and particularly women, that are just thirsting for this knowledge. They just, they, you know, it, they're like even today, I just came back from working with my clients, and they were just so happy. I talked about the book, and we talked about the women, and you can see their eyes lighting up. And I said, yeah, we've just, we've had this gap of, of time. Yeah. But there were still the ones that practice the old ways that, you know, have kept these things alive, right? Um, but up here, as I say, the women have been really, um, you know, uh, how would you say, well, disrespected, right? 
Um, but we, mm-hmm. I'm seeing so many, what we're, you know, our topic, warrior women, so many. I mean, Sylvia, there, there's many of them across Canada right now, and I, I, I know many of them and watch and see what they're doing, and it's, it's, it's really wonderful. You know, it's, uh, I see more every day, so it's nice. It's good. Yeah. So yeah. let's just start by that, you know, because we're talking about women from everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. What do we mm-hmm. say to the women from everywhere in the world? Yes, it has happened, all these situations in many, many, many traditions, but how do we start? I think there is a lot of women against women. We need to start by building a sisterhood. Absolutely. Um, that, that, and that there is something is, that often comes up is... is um, Jealousy or with women or different things like that, which we didn't yeah, choose to have. And uh, gossip. No. Yeah. And um, um, there is all these things about you know the the programming of these governments, the way that they control the people, was mm-hmm. about separating the women, divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. So the women begins to grow up right. thinking about other women that they it is a competition thing, it's a jealousy right. thing, it's a. And mm. it is just that programming of mm-hmm. of that government that enter it That's and impose right. this one on the on the feminine. So mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. her feeling so completely disconnected and passing through many things in in her life because she's a woman, she begins to lose her voice, and now we're bringing that voice back. What happened to her? You see, I don't think really the situation here is the men. It's about the women. And there are many women that they're following the wounded father, what we call the wounded father, you know, the system, the wounded system, the distorted masculine ways, because that is very distorted. And following just just because um, they feel some kind of reward and putting in danger the women around her. I mean, the chauvinism of the feminine, it has been there in many cultures everywhere. What do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. And and this is what I've said to women. We, we need to remember how it used to be, you know, that we used to work together. We lived together. We took care of our families together. We bled together. We... And in women's eyes light up, and I say, and think how separated we are now. You know, even myself, when I had my second child, I had no support. You know, I had my husband, but I had no women around me. And that wasn't the way it was, you know. And so when well, I guess when you ask the question, what can we do, I think that, again, it starts with us and maybe our community, right, or definitely our community, starting with our sisters in our neighborhoods, gathering them together, because I really feel women want that, right? It's, it's in us to... Yeah. <clears throat> work together and then I think you know it expands upon that right but it's starting with the women yeah. within your own neighborhood right so yeah. how yeah. how do we start to building that sisterhood in that neighbor really when I take the whole thing into the mother and ask her okay we need to remember how this one goes she always said you need to see your sister within yourself find the mirror right every single person that you meet it is part of you, and it is by that law of vibration that it is representing this part of you. So how can we find that mirror of every single woman inside of us? How can we find that sisterhood? Because as we integrate 
all these women. We do can see, uh, we do can see how the integration of the self is happening, of that broken heart and that broken spirit that the women have since very early age. Yeah. You know, how can we begin to realize that whatever it is happening to you, it is also happening to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is happening in the other side of the world, it's also happening to all of us. Oh, it's no, yeah. is no separation of any kind. And how can we relate? How can we understand this part? So here we are. If we see that mirror inside of us, if we can realize, okay, how can I make this bonding of this person in front of me and how can I relate with her in a good way? I need to find that mirror, what she's representing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time, you know, the, that, that original vibration of the human being has been lost. So we are right now even in the point of, okay, find why you're here and what is your purpose in life. So exactly. the people are in that level because not even understanding, you know, what about you? You know, why you're here? And how, in some way or another, all this sisterhood is going to help you to fulfill your destiny at the same time that you're helping everyone to fulfill theirs. That's right. And how do we, I mean, we cannot make a bonding through pain. We know that that's not going to work. Yes, we all have passed through a lot, but there is much more of the feminine that she is, able to bring it forward and give that light for her own community but it needs to start within herself how do you feel about this Mirman? I, I agree um, what just comes to mind is one of the groups that I'm working with right now there's uh, well I work with a few young women and one of them has said numerous times over the past few weeks that I've been there she said Candace I just love it when you come and I just love listening to you and you've just opened my eyes and and, and so as you're sharing, I'm thinking, okay, so what is that? And you know what it is? It's love. Love and understanding that as sisters, as women, and you're correct, we are going through many of the same things around the world and feel the same way about many things. I'm sure frustration, you know, different things. And so I think with my work with the women, it's it's loving them and empowering them and remembering who they are. And, you know, what What do they say? You know, you can't uh, lead a horse to water, um, you know, but we can be that example. So we, we walk our talk, and, and, I, and I love the sisters, you know, that I, that I mentor and teach. And, and I hope in turn that they will do the same, right? Um, but I think for me it's, it's, it's just being understanding and, and love, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. For me, mm-hmm. for me, it has been... So, so powerful. I mean, yes, I'm Maya Mexica, but I work with people from all the tribes and all the colors of the skin and all the backgrounds and from many places everywhere in the world. So I needed to learn how to touch that heart through many um, realms, many ways, and Mm. still be able to touch that heart even if I don't have no idea about that country or their traditions. So I right. did notice, you see, in Moondance, it's very powerful what it happens. And Patrice is here, and maybe she can 
talk a little bit about what happened. You know, you have women from Bulgaria, from Russia, from India, from the native world in the United States, from the native world in Mexico, from um, uh, executives from United States. I mean, all the colors of the skin, all the backgrounds possible, and still we need to build that sisterhood before we start even moon dance. So there are people you know, that we call it put the things in the table. Whatever you're feeling in your heart, it's okay to say it. So you have this very beautiful, including you know these this young ones too, that they will come and say, well, I feel jealous about this other sister because she's, she's more beautiful than me. So she has all the guys, <laughs> right. you know, even if it is in that level. And mm-hmm. it is so amazing, beautiful to see how whatever that is, this energy that it was imposed on the women, and immediately as we put it in the table, because, you see, when you are a moon dancer, you realize that every single person in there is part of you by the time that you go up so by them to even put it in the table without the fear without this um, energy of oh my god I feel so guilty I need to hide it and it is just eating me inside but I cannot say just out loud I'm jealous you know and as women transmuting this energy and seeing how these two women, you know, they are the best friends ever, the best sisters ever. And not just in ceremony, but, you know, this is forever. It is not something that you just do in ceremony, you know. You need to bring that sisterhood. And it is very powerful. And there are these forces of the feminine where, yeah, she's jealous and she's envy and she's gossiping, she's stabbing the back. She's racist. She's, um, you know, following the patriarchal wounded father and being afraid to even say anything. And and there is this part of her that she wants to, um, you know, her sisters to get hurt just like her, and she feels very wounded. I mean, that archetype, it is everywhere in the world, and everyone can relate, including the mothers, the biological mothers. Because in that time, the emerging of the... Feminine was not ready. So, yes, there is all this programming about it. And um, how do we heal this part so people can use whatever it is in there to transmute in order to bring her power back and be able to stand up and say it? Whatever this part of her, you know, because, yeah, women from everywhere, are passing through all these things, too. Can you feel it, too? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And if I might add with, I was just reflecting with my work with women, um, the areas that I have come from in the past and still do is reminding them, for example, about the plants, right? Because I know that we were, you know, the healers, the midwives, the doctors, was mostly the women. And so I will introduce, because many women up here that I've, uh, you know, taught 
don't know anything about the medicines anymore, about the plants. So when I start bringing those up, oh, they just get so excited. And again, talking about our ceremonies, most women that I have talked to have never up here heard of a moon time. They don't, or moon lodges, sorry, or let alone moon dances. They've never heard of these things. They never knew they existed. So when I bring it out in the light and I share, oh, they get excited. And then what I also find really powerful is the singing and drumming. And uh, like where I, at the center I work at where I was today, I brought my, I always bring my drum, but I found a second drum there. So I always have this one sister who loves to drum. She sits with me and we sing for the men and women together. But I think the singing and drumming, I know a grandmother said that to me a couple of years ago. She says, I really think it, what also is going to pull the women together is the, is the singing and drumming and the, that, that is healing. And, and I, I believe that too, right? So those are the things that I have found um, that sort of, connect us women right the plans talking about the moon time um and our role right and then women go wow mm-hmm. really <laughs> they just they can't believe it because most don't know they, they've they lost that knowledge and even like the moon lodge what i've attended and been in moon lodges many times and i always thought that it was only done by um you know indigenous women and i found out no it was done all over the world so now when i teach that women go wow you know, and it's so again, we're not really all that different at all. <laughs> at all. No. But I do think um that healing it needs to happen in the women, yeah. you know, how does she's really feeling about herself. Every oh. time that they feel envy, it is this judgment that they have about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do need to bridge this for healing. I mean, there are so many things that the men have absolutely no idea about mm-hmm. how's a woman's heart. Only a woman can see this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they don't have any idea because the women has never has been speaking about it either. Mm-hmm. It is considered um, not important and you, they hide it. And when we bring in literally this heart to heart, the 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 women together, the sisterhood together, you know, mm-hmm. it's very, very beautiful how everything comes into just one single voice. What do you think, Patrice? You are nine years moon dancer. You know, how do one, you feel about it? One thing I was going to comment at it, um, in the ceremony in the ways of the feminine, it really comes down to um, keeping everything in the open. And you mentioned when you're in it, when you're, you know, really it's every day, but in ceremony it's, it's really obvious that your your sister is a reflection of you and the message that comes from everybody, those messages belong to everyone. So having that ability to just speak and put it out there on the table and uh, make sure that, you know, the women are having that kind of conversation and then there's just something that happens and the bonding absolutely comes from love that you that you start to feel for your sisters. Um, you become very close. And by the time you go in to dance in, in the circle, you know, if there is something that is there in someone's heart, it needs to come out. It needs to be addressed and spoken and all of the sisters, you know, talk about it because that's everybody's message, you know, in that moment. But it's that it's that bonding th- 
true love that is the most important mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is very beautiful. Remember that that moon dance, Patrice, where we have so many different cultures, and we were in purification time, and it was very hard to connect everyone to everyone. So we asked the women to sing their lullaby. And they were refusing at the very beginning, remember? But yes. by singing that lullaby, you know, the very, very first time that they ever feel love, mm. immediately, in their own language, in their own ways, just singing that lullaby, everyone get got into this incredible love for each other. It didn't matter anymore, the tribes and the difference of the colors and the backgrounds and the languages. What it only mattered was love. And that mm. created this incredible sisterhood. It was very beautiful. Wow. Well, that, that reminds yeah. me of, a, of an experience a few years ago. I was down in uh, New Mexico in Nambe Falls. They had a gathering called the Gathering of the Eagles. And it was predominantly women that attended, grandmothers from all over the world. We even had this beautiful grandmother from Siberia. And I'll never forget this moment. We were in the teepee, and I was leading like a circle. And when we were done, I got all the sisters, about 40 women, to stand up. And we sang, I'm not sure if you know this song, it's a Grandmother Moon song. It's in Seneca. And it can be sang in rounds. And... It was so beautiful. It was as though the women, it's like we had sang this before together. And I remember opening my eyes and, and you know, just feeling this immense love. And it, we sounded like angels, you know. And it was, you know, it was just a special moment. Um, and here was mm-hmm. women from, again, from all over the world. And, and uh, you know, and many of us are still connected. But it's, um, yeah, very, very powerful. Very powerful. It is very beautiful how to we can weave everything together. You know, that is the whole point. And it is true, not everyone is your sister. And we need to say this out loud because that's how the mother have also has been showing, you know, especially um, the masculinization of the feminine it has been very, very strong and, and not to allow this, this bonding in this... In this um, really understanding that from that sisterhood depends the whole world. So, but at the same time, when I feel all these beautiful ceremonies of the feminine happening everywhere in the world, it has really amazed me how powerful and how beautiful and how we can really change the world. There is so much commotion um, Sriste is not here today, but she she keep on telling me, you know, look at all these rapes. Look at all this that it is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, what we are going to do about this, how we are going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and every time that I take the whole thing into the mother, and every time that a woman feels powerless, mm-hmm. uh, every time that a woman feels that she's lesser than a man, Immediately, she is getting exposed to that energy, and we need to bring that energy up. We need to bring that vibration of the feminine up. We need to um, tell the women where they can get their own power 
and make them understand too how powerful a woman is. Yes. And absolutely everything about her. Of course, her moon time, but it is much more beyond this. Her own sexuality and her perception of reality, her creations deep inside of her, her power that from her depends the whole community. It has always been that way. But this time for a woman to make it consciously, you know, it's going to give her the strength to say, hey, I don't think so. This is not going to happen, not in my watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and really leave behind that chauvinism of the feminine too. Mm-hmm. You know, the abuelas always said the men will go as far as the woman wants to. Mm-hmm. But if you feel lesser than anybody else, because that's how the system, you know, the wounded father, the patriarchal system, installed that on you, and you begin to believing in that truth, I mean living the way of you living in that truth that it was completely distorted, a wrong belief that has been hurting so many of the sisters everywhere. And it was a lie. Mm -hmm. It is the time that all the sisters, I really ask you, check your belief system. A lot of that belief system, it is already expired a long time ago. And you need to revise what it is your belief system within yourself. What do you think about you? What happened to you? What do you feel, Mirman, about this? Yeah, I mean, oh, so many thoughts. Um, I think for myself, I guess I was blessed because I was raised with a father who I said... Um, has always respected me and has always treated me as a human being, you know, regardless if I was male or female. So I think that's helped me. Um, For example, my father hasn't been well and I went to visit him and I went into a flower shop to get him flowers and I was telling two of the women about the the way my father has is. I said he never raised his voice to me. He never hit. He's like a philosopher. He's got a big heart. He's so beautiful. And one of the women said, thank you. I said, why? She says, well, because my father was the complete opposite. And she said, just you sharing with me about the way your father is makes me feel so good. Thank you very much. And I walked away and I'm like, wow. And I had another elder like that who would often get me to talk about my own father because of the negative experience she'd had with hers. Um, And it would make her feel good uh, when I would tell her these stories, right? Um, so yeah, it's about, I think, again, believing in ourselves, you know, that, uh, we are powerful and we, as women carry so much wisdom, um, and so many gifts. And so again, another word is empowerment, right? Helping to empower our sisters, um, that it's all right. And you were given a voice, right? We're all given a voice. And I always say that voice is for us to use, right? Um, not to be silent. And according to, these laws in this book, she was saying, if we don't use our voice, it's like we're going against those laws. So those natural laws, creator's laws, are meant, again, for us to use that voice, right, to honor that law, right? So oh, yeah. I think it's, you know, yeah. So, but, Yeah, well, absolutely. I and I wonder, it, go ahead. I'm sorry, what? No, it's okay. I was just going to ask the question, you know, a lot of listeners are probably saying, okay, I am hearing you say 
that I have this, but I don't have confidence in my own wisdom. So yeah. what what do women do to to realize that they ha- that they do have this wisdom and to build their confidence in themselves? That that's I'm glad you said that because a light bulb went on in my head because. If you were to know me 20 years ago, I was very quiet and very shy and never said boo about anything. And one day I was given a book, and I won't go into the whole story, but it was a true story, and it was where these, um, they were they were Mayan, I believe, elders had come into this woman's life and they were mentoring her. But one of the first things they did is they said, what we're going to help you do is work on your fears. So that's the first thing. So when I had read through this book, I put it down and I thought, okay, I need to do that. So I remember on purpose doing things that I had never done before to start to build my confidence. One of them, for example, when um, I was much younger, I actually had a belief system that as a woman, I couldn't go anywhere with either a dog. I had to have a dog with me or a man. That was my belief system. Well, then I started meeting women from around the world of different ages that traveled. So in... in, uh, this experience of you know going through my fears, um, I started to travel. And the last thing I did was I went up on my first fast. And I remember thinking that, okay, if I can do this, then I have nothing to be afraid of. And so I went up on my fast. I did two nights, you know, with no food, no water, the whole nine yards by myself. And and everything changed for me then. So I, I, I'm hoping that will answer what you, the question you asked. So I think that as a woman, we have to seek the things that we're afraid of, work through them, and when you have worked through them, you realize, huh, I can do anything. And and through that, obviously, I found my voice, right? I found that confidence uh, by stepping into things I'd never done before or that I felt as a woman, oh, I couldn't do, which is a limiting belief, and went, yes, I can do it. And so today, I travel now around the world. I, I've traveled many times by myself. I'm leaving in May actually to go to France to speak and also Scotland. And now I really love traveling on my own. So, yeah, so those are the things that I did. I, I hope that would help some of the sisters is, you know, like one thing I was afraid of was um, uh, height and roller coasters. So I went on a roller coaster and it scared the heck out of me, but I did it, <laughs> you know. So little things like that that really help build my confidence, you know, as a woman. Yeah. I really I really think that right now everything is just coming so powerful. You know, I was thinking about how many of the sun dances that it is male oriented completely. Oh, now absolutely. they're changing going into the feminine. And mm-hmm. they're trying their best for the the feminine as much as they can. Now, here is the feminine. And in this emerging of the feminine, it's about emerging is bringing that voice back. Mm-hmm. It is going from the feminine, going back into that masculine of the world of the creation. You know, feminine really means virtual reality, the world that it is inside of you. The remembering before the times were times. The remembering what it is a balanced world. You know, that mm-hmm. world where it is not about time, and it is not about process. It is really understanding the multi-possibilities that we have and actually leaving each one of them. Now, the masculine means the manifestation. 
and yeah, the manifestation that it is represented by that masculine, you know, it has been very, very distorted. We see all this completely unbalanced world everywhere we go. But in this emerging of the feminine means that from that world where it is everything is being created to bringing into that manifestation, it is bringing that knowledge and wisdom that we all women have from everywhere in the world coming forward means mm-hmm. that we are enlightening right. our own male side. Exactly. And uh, this part of, of the feminine, that it is happening by the women, truly just bringing that voice and allow that voice to happen, it is very, very mm-hmm. beautiful. And, you know, mm-hmm. the other day, it was, it is, this is kind of a mm-hmm. joke, okay, and I need to say it because it keeps on popping mm-hmm. in my mind. I was talking mm-hmm. to this sun dancer, And he says, um, you know, we really think about the woman as lesser being. And I said, really? This is kind of weird because we women also feel the men like a lesser being. And yeah, we agree both that we need to go into balance. And I said, but why do you think the woman is lesser being? And he says, because they don't speak. They're afraid to speak. And then I was really observing this man, you know, like, oh, my God. In a way, if you see it in generality and all these things, ah, this is why the man thinks that they have more power of the feminine. And then when I said to him, "Um, do you want to know why we women think that the man can be a lesser being? And he goes, no, there you go. And this is kind of funny because I said, I said to him, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Good. And I told him, and I, and I told him, you know what? We think that way because you have no idea what's a woman and your disconnection from the heart by the programming, it has been very, very strong. And it is true that the woman has been in silence but you come from the feminine. And whatever you're doing is because of the feminine, even in your completely disconnection with your own heart, which is the feminine inside of you. And he went into this deep silence, and I was observing the whole situation, even when I said, you know, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) You know, this part of him that I don't want to know, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I just want to tell you how lesser being you are, you know. <laughs> and, you know, that's the story. What I see this is that's the mind of the feminine and that this man is representing, thinking my heart is not important, my wisdom is not important. The only thing that it is important is my programming because it makes me you know, my job description by the system, imposed by by the system to me, and I need to just follow whatever they ask me to do. Mm, and correct. that's part of where the mind of the women are. But yet, right now, here is this incredible heart ready to say, eight, listen, I know better than this. 
and you're going to listen to me now. And this, this situation is happening within the self. A lot of the women, they have a big battle within themselves. You know, should I follow my voice inside or should I just follow whatever my mind because it's comfortable? You know, it's keep on telling me. So I think it's just so amazing. I mean, how it is all these reflections. I was one time in this ceremony and it was a lot of people in there. And this medicine man stand up and said, I am the voice of the feminine. And there were, we were in there many women. And immediately this voice inside of me just came out and out loud. And I said, I am the voice of the feminine and here are my sisters. And they have their own voice. You know, and immediately all the women around, they just go, ah, like something just was removed from this pressure plot and just it just come out this voice and I told him from now on ceremonies of community needs to be by the men and the female and the woman and this man just put the head down I mean it was like a, and I think uh, this is something that it happens with me because that's my warrior side and about saying it and doing what I have come here to do. And I think that is what it is needed right now for all the sisters come together and bring that voice. Even if you don't have any sister around, bring that voice that says, excuse me, this is not going to happen anymore. You know, this part of, hey, Uh where and how, you know, I am allowing somebody else to be my voice. Exactly. That's correct. And I think... Yeah. How do you feel about that one, my sister? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there because we've been programmed. I mean, if you turn on your TV, I mean, I'm up in Canada, and I'm sure it's in the States and in, you know, Mexico... Who do you see on the TV? You know, you see mostly our politicians, and they're mostly all male. So we see always the men speaking, right? So I think that that's kind of intimidating at the same time, but that's what we see. So we've conditioned ourselves to think, well, we just let the men speak for us, where yet we know in the past I was told that women made decisions, and then they gave them to the men, and the men brought them to the people. But those decisions were based on the women. Right, but I think we've become comfortable with just seeing all these men out there, you know, speaking all the time. But they're really not speaking for us, <laughs> right? They're not speaking how we really feel as women, and the injustices and the things that we see going on, right? So, you know, so why we will do such a thing? I don't understand. I mean, <sighs> I wouldn't allow anybody to speak from for me. No, no. Because of respect for me and respect to the to my partner too. I mean, no, mm-hmm. that's never going to happen. So no. why, I, why I'm the why same way. Well, I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if that, you know, it's just we see so much of it um, through the media and things, and we generally see more more men talk. Uh, yet I agree with you. I mean, I know myself. I, you know, if I have an opportunity to speak, uh, it doesn't matter who's there. I'll, I will speak. Right. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if that part of it, we, we you know, need more women out there 
um, or these men, you know, maybe uh, consulting us and speaking to us. And how do you, how do you women feel? Because I've never heard that question posed. I've never heard a politician or anybody say, well, how do the women feel? You know, that, okay, we're polluting the water here or we're doing this and that. I don't think that question's ever been asked. You know, because I'm sure that we are being yeah women, or we are making respond. laws against women, and you're not going to do yes. anything about it. Yeah. Well, what about yeah. in a regular basic? I mean, yeah, that's politics. But you see, um, in ceremonies, you know, the emerging of the feminine, it is happening in all the ceremonies from the very, very south of this yeah. beautiful continent, all the way to the north, and everyone. Yeah. It is being instructed, men and women, by the spirit. Yep. It's about mm-hmm. the feminine. And then you see all these medicine men talking about the sacredness of the feminine, but not allowing the feminine to speak. Right. And I have to say it out loud and say, excuse mm-hmm. me, I don't think so. You know, this is so not going to happen in here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's women really teaching women. Right. Of course we need the men with us, and that's part of the balance, but there are mm-hmm. some things that until you have your moon time and having a baby and completing your circles, you know, you really are going to understand the feminine, you know, how she feels truly, because she wouldn't have a voice for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you need to reflect that to the feminine, you know, that's and uh, the men needs to truly understand uh, that it is going to be good for them when the emerging mm-hmm. of the feminine, you know, the men feel threat about this, but they shouldn't. On the contrary, like you said, That's they have correct. been longing for that mm-hmm. sacred woman, finally, some of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it will be very beautiful when a woman is able to just speak out and say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. how do you feel well, about this, Mirman? Oh, I agree. And a brother that I've met just recently, he's Cherokee. He's come up with a new saying that says, led by the women, protected by the men. And um, we've been discussing this. I said, that that to me is really powerful, you know, um, and says says a lot, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I am seeing men around me saying, yes, like, I haven't shared this before, but I... I taped myself last month twice, and I put it on YouTube, and I called it. Well, what had happened was I woke up in the morning, and this voice said to me, or these words I heard were, the voice of reason. So when I made these little YouTubes, I had to call them something. So I've called them the feminine voice of reason. So I put them up just to see, kind of gauge, and I had a few brothers watch it, and they were they were so happy. They said, one of them said, can I put this up on my page? Because this is beautiful, Candace. This is great. And they were so happy. So it was kind of like a little experiment, and I've only done two. And it was just me taping myself sitting in my living room with a cup of tea and saying how I felt as a woman, right, about what I see going on and that I really feel the women, it's time the women speak up. And so, yeah, that's just something I I just recently did. But I had a very positive response uh, by sisters, a lot of sisters, and also the brothers I shared it with. They were like, Candace, oh, that's great, right? And I, you know, I said that I hope that we could have more of this, like what you're doing with this radio show, right, where we can start to talk Mm -hmm. and come up with solutions. Because I always say that we tend to focus on problems 
when in fact, if we focus on solutions, we'll find the answers to everything, right? They're, they're there, right? Um, and it Absolutely. doesn't have to be that difficult, right? We have all the solutions within us, right? The answers. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. we, we yeah, do coming, finish. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, we're coming to the end. Yes. So. We, okay. Yes, we are finishing our radio talk for today, so give your mm-hmm. solutions to um, yes. My sister, Candace, uh, what is your message for everywhere in the world? Oh, well, that I just, I love, love you all, you know, and that we can do this and we are very strong and it's our time now and we can do this all together. We we can do it and I believe in us. I, I believe in us and we, and we have our ancestors, our grandmothers way back that are helping us, supporting us, right? So, I have faith that that our voices uh, can be heard and will be heard and are being heard, and it's wonderful. And I thank you so much for allowing me to talk with you this afternoon. So, me too, um, Patrice. Do you want to give your message to the world? My message would be that each of us does have that warrior woman inside, and just bring it forth and begin to speak, mm-hmm. and don't wait for validation. Mm-hmm. From anyone, right. it's inside of you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you. And That's- my message, my sisters from everywhere in the world, feel that love that you are and hold it. Hold that energy of love. Now, bring truth. Bring truth in your life and bring truth into your heart when you recognize that truth. Now, let it open. See how your voice is coming forward. You are a warrior woman, and we do need you. Heart to heart, we need you. We need each one of all of us. Together, we do can change the world. We are giving birth to a new world, a world of balance of the male and the female. But it needs to start within ourselves. See your sisters as your own reflection inside of you and know that you are being loved. And you have the assistance right now. The only way that you get that assistance is by knowing that you do have the assistance, as I'm telling you. And through that alignment, just say it out loud and see how the assistance immediately come. We are right now in such a magical place. I am so thankful for each one of you and uh, for this radio talk and for you, Patrice, and Tristy, that she's the one who opens the doors for this to happen, and you, my sister, Candace. And please connect me with these other sisters that I do need to talk to her. I will, absolutely, absolutely. So okay. You take care, and I look forward to talking with you and again. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.